Okay, there we go. Now it's, now it's recording. All right, so I'm, we're going to start the podcast. It's the Thanksgiving podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Life Behind Beer. No, not... not okay. That was great. You should talk like that the whole time. <laughs> okay, I'll just do it. <laughs> uh, welcome to the 37th episode of Life Behind Beer, the podcast by Iron Horse Brewery. My name is Jared. We've got a crew here. Introduce yourselves. Nicole. Well said, Nicole. <laughs> so well said. Few words, but they're all meaningful. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's me, Wes. What's up, Wes? And Amy. <laughs> yes, Amy. Good work. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, a loudmouth Dane is going to show up in mid Dane, mid uh, mid podcast. So we're going to see what's going. Ruin it halfway through. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so this is the um, this is the Thanksgiving episode, right? We're recording the day before Thanksgiving on the twenty fifth, twenty first. What's the day? Twenty first. Excellent. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, we've got some beer. We're going to talk about a few different topics out in the marketplace, and then we I I brought Thanksgiving dinner, which is some turkey meat and some cranberry sauce, two kinds of cranberry sauce, which we can get into, and a uh, little string cheese to go along with it. So <laughs> you're welcome, guys. It's gourmet. Uh, but first, uh, Nicole, Nicole, you brought some beer from your recent travels. Do you want to talk about what we got, and then we can kind of decide. Uh, what's going to go best with our dinner that we're about to have? Um, sure. So I was recently in New Orleans to attend the Women's Flat Track Roller Derby International Championships. And shout out to Portland's team, Rose City, for bringing back the Hydra to the Northwest, Pacific Northwest. Um, but anyway, I brought back five beers from New Orleans. Um, all of them are from the local breweries down there. I think most of them are from... NOLA Brewing Company, and one's from Port Orleans Brewing Company, brewed below sea level. So we actually just have a variety, a pale ale, some lagers, a dark beer. Hmm. So you have options. Today. We have a choice. Wes, using your expertise, knowing the kind of full delicacy that we have before us with this <laughs> turkey dinner, uh, do you have a beer suggestion that we should probably, uh, to go along with our meal? What well, that's a good question. Uh, I would say... With the turkey on its own, the lager is relatively light, and um, so it's not going to overpower that that lighter flavor of turkey. Uh, but then when you start talking about things like the cranberry sauce and all that, you want something with a little more oomph to it to kind of stand up to that more intense flavor. Okay. So uh, maybe something like the pale ale. Like the pale. I will say I've not had any of these beers before, so uh, all these good. suggestions should be taken with a grain of salt. Perfect. Um, which one was the pale ale? That one. Go for it. Open her up. Make the cracking sound in the into the uh, into the mic. Oh, it's so good. Sounds great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Did you decide that you want to move to New Orleans? No. Nicole? <laughs> no. I, I don't want to move there. It's a great place to visit, um, but I love the Pacific Northwest, so I will hopefully be staying here. That's good. I hope so, too. Great. Well, we're, while we're pouring the beer, um, no, this is from uh, Revivalists. I think that's the the name. Of, no, it's Nola Brewing. The name of the beer is Revivalist. Um 5.0% alcohol by volume. A wrapped can, um, which is, or it's a you know, labeled can. 
versus pre-printed. And it looks like it smells good. What do you think? And this is the opportunity too, while we're drinking, to not uh, to eat, go ahead and start eating dinner, guys. Uh, and hand that out to you. Turkey. Mm. Mm, turkey. Pass on the cranberry <laughs> for me. This is going to be the most entertaining podcast ever. That's for you and Jared. <laughs> mm. What do you think of the beer? It's light, crisp, a little bready. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, slightly earthy. There's a little bit of bitterness, not too much. So I would say it would go relatively well with some of the more savory dishes on the Thanksgiving table. If it was stuffing, something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, I like it. I enjoy it. I think the I get a lot of that, um, a lot more maltiness than I was expecting from the pale ale in terms of. So just noting on the branding of this beer, you said the name is The Revivalist, which it says this beer was inspired by the band The Revivalist. And we, we've done some episodes uh, talking about beer and music and, and that kind of stuff. So it's, huh, it, good work picking that out. I just picked it because I like pale ales. <laughs> Selfish. Yeah. Selfish. Selfish reasons, that's exactly. A, that's probably a good reason. And I do like this oh. one. And a portion of the profits from this beer goes to the Roots of Music Foundation. It's empowering new New Orleans youth while preserving our musical heritage. So that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. How's the uh, how's the meal? Did they did I cook the turkey right, guys? Best turkey I've ever had. <laughs> Excellent. So mm-hmm. great. That's perfect. Uh, okay, so we've got a few topics uh, to, to dive into. One of them is uh, the pursuit of non-alcoholic beer or low ABV, low-calorie beer. It's kind of two things. They're, they're, they're definitely different in NA beer versus a, a low ABV and a low-cal beer, but we're seeing more and more of these um, big companies and small breweries, big breweries and small breweries take this on as a, as a segment. I think we can look at Michelob Ultra as kind of the... the uh, <laughs> the leader in this segment they've actually had some pretty significant growth over time but just want to go around the room and see what 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 our thoughts are on this and we can dive into the article which is on brewbound.com our non-sponsor <laughs> i think there's some interesting things to think about um looking at maybe one of my questions or things that comes to mind when i'm thinking about this is how many people is this going to bring in to say the the craft beer segment that wouldn't necessarily have been there you know part of uh this is talking about larger international brands adding newer non-alcoholic and low abv offerings but another part of this uh article was talking about some craft independent craft breweries jumping into the game and trying to make non-alcoholic or very low abv beer so i'm it's I don't know if I have a good answer, but I'm kind of curious if it would. There's actually a big chunk of people out there that want a really high quality craft product, but mm. want a non-alcoholic version of that. I sure. Mean, what, yeah. What do you all think? Um. So, I was really interested by this article, and it said that. Sorry, I'm finishing my turkey. That's a that's a great <laughs> thing about having food on a podcast. It's like, well, this is really, yep. I just, this is great. Enjoy. 
Um, but it said so. Germ- Germany, I think, was noted to already have a large portion of these um, beverages in their markets, and um, they said like thirty percent or around there uh, wanted those beverages, but they still wanted the high quality taste that a craft beer gives. Um, and I thought that was really contradicting to what the article was explaining, um, because they talk about, you know, wanting low calorie and health craze, um, the health craze going on with the new, newer generations that come out. Um, and I just thought, well, really does that unexplored market that we're trying to hit in the U.S. want the taste of beer or do they want more of the spiked sodas and spiked seltzers that are becoming popular? Um, Which that's what I see becoming more popular than a locale or a non-alcoholic beer tasting beverage. Yeah, well, here's kind of how I think about it right now is that at least at this point, uh, from everything I've heard and everything I've tasted, there's no non-alcoholic craft beer options out there that are really, I would say, on par with standard craft beer offerings. You know, the, there's <clears throat> some of these companies that were mentioned in the article that are making beer. I've tried a couple of them, and I've heard other people talk about a lot of them, and they're good, but they're just not as good as regular beer. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to be stealing a lot of, or not even stealing, I don't think you're going to be drawing a lot of uh, interest in purchasing from people that are already drinking craft beer. So I think that's at least at this point where those products stand, that's kind of a moot point. So you're going to have to find your market and your consumer base somewhere else. And I'm just wondering how many people are actually out there that aren't drinking craft beer right now, but would want to drink non-alcoholic craft beer? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's two. There's there's two things that are kind of commingled in this argument. One is NA overall, just a a, a craft made product that is taste has the you know flavor profiles of beer that zero virtually zero alcohol. Um, when and the occasion for that could be when you're at a your uh, kids baseball game and you want to drink in public and you want the flavor of beer for some reason I guess um, but the other one is just a lower ABV so it has a little bit of something to it low cal low carb Th- those are the to me that's the that's what yeah. the, the larger segment is going after and uh, I think you're gonna I would speculate you're gonna you know sacrifice flavor profile and build i mean like even to get to a low carb beer i'm not sure how you would do that and still have um the right kind of flavor that's meaningful but why like i i don't understand why i think it's a lot easier to make a good tasting low abv sessionable beer because you can do that through a light malt bill using less grain standard brewing practices still just making a beer through the standard way of brewing and just coming out with a product that has a lower ABV. Whereas with making non-alcoholic beer, you have to go through some different kind of funky processes that end up, I would say, across the board, at least now as the technology stands, 
altering the flavor to some extent of that product. Yeah. Um, so they're definitely two different things. And I just, from a quality and flavor standpoint, I see the lower ABV sessionable beers as a lot more viable, at least across in the like a broad spectrum of consumers, I think more people will be interested in those because sure. people who are drinking craft beer, like I said, they might be interested in trying those lower ABV sessionable beers. Whereas I don't see much people that are drinking craft beer right now end up wanting to try a bunch of non-alcoholic beers in a lot of different situations. So I think there's there definitely two distinct things going on there, like you said, Jared, but. Yeah, so, um, and we haven't heard from Nicole, who's our low-carb expert. Well, our, my our... Um, my partner doesn't drink very much ever of anything because of health reasons. And I don't think having a low-calorie beer would entice him to do that anyway, because alcohol is still bad for you no matter. That's right. the argument he would make. And just for me personally, if I was... If I was trying to be healthy, I wouldn't say, well, this this has fewer cal- calories. Let me just have this beer. It's like if I want a beer, I want a beer. I don't want something that's like half a, a beer. Partially. Like yeah. teasing you, but not really the full experience. But there are people that are trying to be very conscious about they They like beer. They like alcohol, you know, but they they want to have a lower carb diet. So that's where I think the I'm wondering if the appeal is, is strong enough there to have to meet if there's a demand for it. Where people are like, yeah, just give me something that's, you know, inside a, you know, I don't know. I think. I don't know if there is. Nicole says no. (laughs) She's nodding her head. What do you think about this, though? I think from the people who are drinking uh, more of the macro lager, large company brands, I think you could probably get a segment of those people to look at the non-alcoholic or lower calorie beers and at least be willing to try them. But for a large chunk of people drinking craft, you know, there's a lot more emphasis and importance placed on the flavor and quality of the product. Yeah. And because that's so much more integral to that experience and those consumers, I just see less draw to these less flavorful, not as high quality products. It's going to be interesting to see the the data at the, at the end of this to see if, you know, if more players come on or if uh, the segment, that segment grows. There's not a lot, there's not a lot of players in it. And so maybe they're, maybe they're going to hit the saturation level and that's going to be it. I did uh, have one other thing to add about that. No, um, Amy, no. <laughs> let me talk. Um, so they did say that another big reason for this push um, or investment into this market is um, because people are being excluded from social occasions that involve drinking. Sure. And I kind of wanted to get your opinions about that because initially I just think that is some... BS because well peer peer pressure is stupid right so if people are doing things like oh, I gotta feel like I want to fit in um, we all do it I say it's stupid but we all I think are it's real are, are prone to it um, you know I think maybe th- I, there probably is some legitimacy to that that argument that's like yeah look I'm holding a beer I just tend to hold a glass and never never drink from it if I know I don't want to drink. <laughs> yeah I just think you know you can drink so many things and still be involved yeah. if you are that conscious about not drinking alcohol or or 
you know, not drinking a high calorie beverage. Yeah. Sparkling water. Yeah. Yeah. LaCroix, sponsored by LaCroix. Um, all right. So we'll just find out more on that. And then maybe we'll make a, a 1% ABV Irish death. Think that's possible, Wes? <laughs> Sounds disgusting. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Okay, good. There's commitment. You heard it. You heard it here, guys. Uh, I'm going to skip the next thing we're going to talk about and just go right down to um, fire. Uh, Sierra Nevada and Chico. Fire. Their their brewery based out of Chico uh, was they had to shut down and and um, production because of the the campfire. That's the in quotes the nature of that. And as a result of that, a lot of besides homes being lost and and um, and people's lives being taken, there are a lot of displaced uh, people. And so they just did a national-wide campaign to get breweries to join in and produce a beer next, uh, to start producing a beer next on the 27th on uh, Giving Day, I think it's what it's called, right? Uh, we're, we're joining in in this campaign. And Nicole, you know a little bit about it. Um, do you want to just read the article or uh, fill in on kind of what this is? So... They're doing a big campaign. All the breweries that participate are going to produce this beer, put it on their tasting rooms, and 100% of proceeds are going to go to uh, help these victims of the fire. That's basically the nuts and bolts of the campaign. Correct. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Yes, so Iron Horse is going to be participating, and it sounds like we might be reaching out to some other local breweries in our area to see if they might be... um, you know, willing to put the beer on once we brew it. Right. We so have, there's West, two other breweries. Yeah. Wes might have some more info about when we're brewing it and all of that. Next week. All right. Yeah. 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 So they, what was pretty amazing, and this kind of just points to the size of the machine that uh, Sierra Nevada is, uh, within, within a day, they had a recipe built. And within two days, they had, uh, a press release and they had the, here's the recipe and here's the, how you subscribe and form, you know, and then they're committing to having, all of the coasters and and all that kind of stuff within a pretty short turnaround. We're talking three weeks, you know, three mm-hmm. to four weeks. So uh, the the size and scale that they have to, to leverage uh, for social good is is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, they are the third largest craft brewery in the U.S. Yeah. According to the article. And <laughs> what was the name of the? I'm trying to find the name of what the like the the beer will be labeled. Resilience. Resilience. That's right. So look for that uh, on our social media because it'll be all over there, uh, along with Sierra Nevada. Um, Resilience Brewing. So brewing next week, probably take a couple of weeks, I imagine, before it hits. Uh, so mid, mid-December. Yeah. We'd probably be looking to have that on the tasting room and hopefully at the other two breweries in town. What's next on our agenda? What is your favorite beverage? What is your favorite beverage for Thanksgiving? <laughs> what is your favorite? Um do you guys do you guys pick a drink Thanksgiving overall? We can just kind of make this free for, free form now, but uh, <laughs> Go ahead, thanks, Amy. Thanksgiving. Well, I I mean I don't think I've ever like stuck to one specific drink every Thanksgiving, um, but I think a lighter beverage is what I would prefer, uh, just because you're eating such a heavy meal and um, all in a very short period of time. Um, so I would probably lean to kind of more of the, if I were to choose a beer, a, a pale ale or, um, like the Kolsch that we make, but 
honestly, if you want my honest answer. No, just the, the fake okay. answer. Just <laughs> just the plug for the beer. Yeah, okay. What do, you, what do you honestly <laughs> drink? It's probably, is it White Claw? Um, I mean, that could be an option for me this year, or um, I've been really into, like, Prosecco. Yeah, sparkling wine is great with things. Yeah. That is also what I've had the last couple of years. Prosecco. Yeah. We're, we're making a pomegranate. Of course, granite. I didn't buy it. Someone else did. So right. I drank whatever was there. I feel like I just won. Like, I just got the right answer because you agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> you win. I like to have a lot of different things at Thanksgiving. Um, you know, different, like a wine is nice. I also, obviously, there's lots of beers that can go well. I think cider is underappreciated as a beverage Ooh, to go with Thanksgiving mm-hmm. food. I just, you think about apples, and there's already kind of that connection with fall and autumn and everything. And you can start looking at drier and sweeter styles. And uh, there's, I think there's a lot of good pairings to be had with cider and Thanksgiving food. Mm. I, I uh, spiked prune juice is what mm. I go for. Nice. It's delicious. That sounds yeah. awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, we're actually making a pomegranate prosecco. Uh, what's that called a crush where you kind of crush Ooh. this stuff in together and that's that going to be our, our drink this year maybe I should come to Jared's Thanksgiving instead yeah, yeah. yeah. you're sending out invites I'll do that <laughs> only to this group and everybody that's uh, listening to this episode <laughs> 1621 Vantage Highway show up uh, this might be close <laughs> yeah exactly so uh, speaking of that we kind of addressed it a little bit but to to pair a beer with a turkey meal um I tend to go with a Pilsner or a lager uh, when I do that. And I use that because I used to just drink white wines. And I'm like, well, dry white wines and then Pilsner lagers. That's where I've gone. Can you make an argument for a stout and a brine turkey? Hmm. I think a stout with a turkey would be pretty tough because, in general, those the flavor and intensity of a stout is going to be so much more than the intensity of flavor you get from turkey. Tur- turkey is a relatively delicate meat. Depending on how you're making it, maybe you could tr- think about it as you're cooking the turkey and prepare it in a way that it has a lot more intense flavor. But if you are a dark beer kind of person and you really want to go that way, I would recommend, if it has to be a stout, maybe a dry Irish stout. It's usually a lower ABV, uh, slightly less intense, and uh, usually pretty dry. And it has a little bit of earthy and some roasty qualities. That might go a bit better, say, with like a fried, if you fry your turkey. Oh, yeah. And, mm. um, but other stouts, I don't know. Um, also, maybe something like a dark mild, like. A lo- that's a lower ABV. Is, is that a made-up style? Is, is a mild a made-up style? It's a it's a traditional English style ale. And just what, where do you think the mi- sorry this is a tangent, but where does mild come from? I mean, like what does that what does that actually mean? Well, there it's that's generally denotes like alcoholic strength, and okay. they're usually relatively low ABV between three and four percent. Gotcha. So. Okay, I see. that's going to be a darker beer, a little bit of sweetness usually, kind of earthy, and that won't overpower something too delicate. Gotcha. Uh, anybody brine their turkeys? You guys brine or shave ever? Well, first of all, how many here have made a turkey? <laughs> okay, so Wes. Did you make it in a microwave? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we're going to get to that in a second. And that's and that'll help us oh, end, end this episode. I did not brine it. 
I've had a brine. I've had turkey that was brined, but I did not brine when I started. When I first started working for Iron Horse, we had a brown ale, uh, brass ass brown and malt bomb, uh, and I, I um, decided that I was going to dump the entire uh, six pack and uh, growler fill, filled with this turkey to brown. I brined it in that with a bunch of other herbs. It was good. It was great, but I think there's an argument now that uh, dry brine is better for the turkey and the overall output of the flavor. And I just wanted, I'm curious, but since there's only two of us that have really cooked Can you turkey, do both? Uh, you, you can. It, um, you would have to brine it, wet, dry it, salt it, do it all, whatever that seasoning you're going to put on it and let it sit for 24 hours. That's kind of the hmm. idea. So, versus like just soaking something in for. 48 hours in, in a liquid concoction. Anyway, the, I guess the benefits. I'm going to find out because I'm, I'm salting the turkey as we okay. speak. Just covered in salt and then I'm going to dry Just it Just salt? Yeah, and a little bit a little bit of seasoning around it, but hmm. I'll let you know. I'll let you know what the outcome looks like. Um, so we've got we've got probably the most serious thing we have to talk about. And Nicole is so <laughs> excited. She's so excited for this. Uh, so why don't you take it? Why don't you take it from here, Nicole? Okay. So there's a thing happening on Twitter, and I'll, well, that's where I first saw it. But basically, millennials are texting their moms and asking them how long it takes to microwave a 25 pound turkey, and. Um, it's quite interesting to read some of these text exchanges, <laughs> so I highly recommend you immediately oh stop what you're doing and go to, to Twitter or wherever on the internet you want to find them. But uh, I'll just read one of them. Uh, one of the exchanges, the kid goes, hey, how long do I cook a 25-pound turkey in the microwave? And the mom goes, you don't. Is this a joke? And the kid goes, no, I need it by tomorrow afternoon. How do I? And the mom's like, you need to call me. And basically, they just can't, they go on and on, and sometimes the moms are like, are you an idiot? Or, this is such a <laughs> Huge disappointment. You need to do it in an oven. I don't know what your blanking rush is. This is ridiculous. You don't cook a turkey in the blankety microwave. Like, they're swearing in those. You can't. It needs to be cooked in an oven. And it's so great because it's all to get that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And these moms are quite gullible. They actually believe their kids are that dumb that. Yeah, I don't even see how that's possible. the, the The best part is the mom right here. It's like, this is such a huge disappointment. You need to do it in an oven. I don't even know what your fucking rush is. This yeah. You don't cook a turkey in the fucking I, microwave. I like, this, I like this one. They, they ask, and then the mom goes, wrap it in tinfoil, microwave for 30 minutes, then go to the store and buy a pre-cooked one. Pre-cooked because you will have to feed the fire department. That's, <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, there's some good ones. I just uh, really highly recommend taking five minutes out of your day to read these. Or text your own yeah. mom. Or, or email Nicole at ironhorsebrewery.com, and she'll send you the link. I'll send you lots of links. Lots or send your results to us. Yeah, send your results to us. <laughs> yeah, you try it. Yeah, someone else try it out there. Yeah, we should yeah. do this. Like I've that. seen some of them just on my timeline of, of different people doing it. And some of the moms are so sweet there, though, because they're like, really? Oh, honey, that don't do that, please. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just so concerned, but they're still the they're mom. still not. They're still being you mom. Know? <laughs> yeah. I saw one where someone like asked their grandma and then the grandma like called them and said, you can't cook it in the microwave. Bring it over and I'll cook it for you. Like, they're like, being sweet. really genuinely right. yeah. nice. <laughs> I just watched a Garfield episode with my children about that exact thing where John was trying to make uh, the turkey dinner for his uh 
the and then the date he invited over and he couldn't do it, so he had to call grandma. And grandma <laughs> came over and did it. Nice. Nobody cares. Anyway, it's it's been my highlight of the week, yeah. I think. <laughs> That's what all the giggling is at your desk. Yes. Speaking of moms and family and Thanksgiving, um, question for you guys because this is the biggest bar night yeah, of it's the year. Massive. Um, are you guys going home, visiting family, going out at all tonight? I'll be at the pub playing trivia tonight. Maybe you won't be. Maybe you won't. I think we canceled it. Really? (laughs) Yes. Maybe you'll be by yourself, Wes. That's too funny. You can still play trivia. It's just not going to be hosted. Yeah, just do it. So the answer is yes, he's going to be out. Great. No, that's my only plan. And Jared ruined it. Yeah, Yeah. just canceled it. I waited and just laughed awkwardly until Jared could deliver the bad news. That's so good. Uh, I, I'm an old person, and I don't I don't leave my house. Although I'm going to be the the uh, the city of Ellensburg and Fish Food Bank do a um, a big open community Thanksgiving dinner tonight. So I'm going to be down there uh, helping out and eating dinner. So that's oh, what I'm doing. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's free food. Nicole, I'm not sure yet. I haven't planned out my. Afternoon, but, evening. I have to see when I get done with my work for the day. I don't believe you. And I have to pick up my car, which I just got a call that it's ready. Oh, perfect. Uh, Stump the mechanic. He'd never in 20 plus years seen whatever happened to my car happen in, to oh, any God. other car. So that's how exciting. That's, that sounds expensive. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. Amy, what are you doing? Well, now that you guys asked. <laughs> it took us long enough. <laughs> um, so, I'm originally from Puyallup, and we have uh, three major high schools in our area. And um, so, every year that I have been of drinking age, I've gotten invited to... We all just, like, bombard the three bars that are downtown Puyallup, Um and it's just like a big high school reunion, which sounds awful to some, but I'm super excited to That's see great. And some friends. And will you consume pizza? Because I think pizza is also the number one ordered item on Wednesday. Is it really? I think it is. Well, we already had pizza at the brewery today. I know. See, so. there you go. It just happens by default. We're good. Maybe. Hmm. That's <laughs> good. Uh, what, what events do we have coming up? Cozy Sweater Party. December 1st. Right, is that right? I wrote down December 1st, realizing is that the right day? Yes. Okay. Saturday, December 1st from 7 to 10 p.m. And it will be hosted at our new pub location, which as of right now is basically just an empty warehouse. Yeah, warehouse style party. Yeah, um, but the location is 201 North Pearl. Um, and we're just going to throw it back old school um but earlier in the day on saturday december 1st uh we're also having a family-friendly gingerbread house competition um so bring your kids down there's gonna be um activities and all the supplies included um it's just five dollars we'll have beer on draft um and you guys will be the first public group to come and see the new publication yeah that's cool that's yeah. exciting we'll have the blueprints up and um we're going to be taking some ideas for what people want to see in there and design wise and yeah it'll be fun excellent 
anything else? Anybody, I have one last question, but we'll. Oh, I was just going to ask if we're open. What are our holiday hours this week? Oh, thank you for asking, Nicole. Wow, that didn't feel <laughs> rehearsed at all. <laughs> I need um, to come into work. So, again, there is no trivia tonight, Wednesday, November 21st. Um, but we are still open. Um, tomorrow for Thanksgiving, we're closed all day. And then we'll open up again on Friday um, at 11 a.m. for our Plaid Friday deals. So oh, yeah. So get your holiday shopping in. Yeah, we have like 75-inch uh, TVs. Support local. Right? All the DVD players you can get, blue, blue I mean, everything. Yeah. Right? Hoverboards. We're just going to be, you come here and order from Amazon in our pub. <laughs> we'll give you a dollar off your beer. That'd That's be great. Just do. have like computers <laughs> up on the tables. Yeah. If We're you come put... in and have a beer while online shopping. We could just have a board going <laughs> with where they're finding the best deals. So everyone that, knows. That's a great idea. And then idea. if someone finds a better deal, then they get a discount on that. You guys, we need to revisit all our podcasts because I'm I'm pretty sure there's some brilliant there's some ideas. Great ideas. Like it, uh, like we can implement it on Cyber Monday. So, okay, it's a good idea. Let's do it. Done. All right. Cyber uh, Monday. You have perfect. plans now. Cyber Monday. Uh, so this is the last question. You know, usually people on Thanksgiving they get around like, "What are you thankful for?" I know. Let's do the opposite. What is one uh, Thanksgiving tradition we'd like to see never come back? Cranberries. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that, through, that was. A, I just laid that oh, one. Oh God, they're so disgusting. So, I will, it's right in front of me right now, and they're just upright since they've been slopped out of the can. And just jiggling and sad. So if cranberries were, I'm, I'm, are you mirroring that, uh, Amy? Do you have something else? Um, come back to me. But I okay. agree with that. So it sounds like cranberries are uh, to take that if they just never existed again in their current canned form. Yeah. Only in mixed drinks. That's the only way we need. Yeah, like lives. like take that cranberry. But like it has and then whip it up together. Juice. Oh, it's it has gotta to be, be juice. juice. There's like some juice seeping out the bottom of it, <laughs> so we can just use that. <laughs> that's so sound it makes. You just okay. lost three listeners. Yeah, well, that's, that's us. Yeah, we just lost ourselves. Um, Wes, what, what's a tradition you want to see go away? Hmm. Um. I don't know. I like most Thanksgiving traditions, but I guess for myself. I generally eat too much, so I want to that to go away. Yeah, just the the over in, the indulgence <laughs> exactly. of food. Like, enjoy food, but just don't eat it for the sake of eating it. Yeah. You should just have your family provide like kid sized plates, yeah. and that alone, like Perfect. no large plates. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. Just come back. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. I feel like we need to get rid of like just sitting around too. Like maybe the neighborhood hosts an exercise class that morning or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of sitting around on Thanksgiving if you're not the one doing the cooking. Well, there's lots of like turkey trots too. That's true. Like runs in the morning. Which is a horrible name when you think of it. I mean like, like I've always used it for really bad digestive problems but um, <laughs> um, the trots? trots? The trots? <laughs> I've never, You've never uh, I've never heard that. Okay, it's just me. Just our just our family tradition. Um, okay, I have one though. Okay, go. I think we should get rid of dressing up on Thanksgiving. Because what's the point? You're uncomfortable, you're stuffing yourself. So why why have these nice clothes on if you're just walking around the kitchen with Because your you're showing that you love uh, your family. 
How how is that <laughs> showing that you love your family? Like, respect your dress code at Thanksgiving should be sweatpants, sweatpants and sweatpants, t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> I think there, I think there's some truth to that. I, for me, that I, I I think I agree with that. I don't agree with the cranberries thing. I think it's right. Overindulgence. Yeah, I do, but... I'm pretty. Uh, I'm personally pretty good about not eating too much food, uh, at least in one sitting over the course of the day. Probably too much. Uh, the thing that I I would like to see a stop is stop pretending that we actually like our family. Like we like, yeah, let's get together. That's great. It's good to see, you know, but then everybody has the same. And I say everybody that I've ever spoken to about this, like, Oh, I can't wait for them to leave. I've heard one, one of my friends said, I can only tolerate any person for three days and then they're gone. Thanksgiving uh, is only one day though. So. Yeah. So that's, you know, so that's <laughs> it, but they usually come over and versus, I mean, so back to one of the, the earlier blog posts at ironhorsebrewery.com why we should just be a little bit more like Larry David and just say, yeah, yeah, come over. I, I may not hang out with you very much during the day, or maybe we will. We'll, we'll, we'll play a game and maybe it'll go bad or maybe it'll go great. But let's just not pretend anymore that this is all going to be hunky-dory and just show appreciation for life. I will say if you find yourself in that kind of situation, you should probably bring some in-law IPA <laughs> That's right. from Iron Horse yes. to your party. That will help ice. you get through. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And only available until the end of December. Uh, so one quick note on that. Yep. So we have um, Cole who works down at the pub in our kitchen and he was leaving for Thanksgiving break uh, yesterday and he is a big Huskies fan, which the Apple Cup is on Friday. That's and sports ball for those that don't balling. Um, and I just shouted go Cougs before he walked out and he came back with the greatest response I've ever heard. And he goes, I wish you a happy Thanksgiving, but I hope you encounter the worst awkward conversation with an elderly in-law or family member (laughs) that you've ever had. (laughs) Those are are fun ones. When you get stuck, you're like, ah. (laughs) And then what did you say? I I, I just couldn't come back from that. I was speechless. It was so great. I actually clapped as he left out, as he walked out. Yeah, that's good. That's a really kind, (laughs) kind jab there. Okay, well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for your time here. Uh, if you have any thoughts or comments, feel free to email us, podcast at ironhorsebrewery.com. Send us a tweet at ironhorsebeer. Uh, follow us on Instagram at ironhorsebrewery. We have uh, two Facebook pages, uh, Iron Horse Brewery and Iron Horse Pub, I think. I don't know. What's it called? The Pub, Iron Horse Brewery? I don't know. Look it up. Do your homework. Five people are on Snapchat. So you can join us there. <laughs> what else do we got? Are we on... Untapped? Untapped. Spotify. Spotify playlist. Listen to that. Um, We've got to have more. Revel. What, is that? Is that the thing? Are we on that yet? No. Hmm. There's, there's going to be something great. We're going to be on that one, too. What, what's the Marco Polo? Marco Polo. <laughs> we, should have an, we should just sign up a Marco Polo account. Let's try yeah. it. No? No, you don't even use that one. What? Vero. Vero. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I deleted that app. Okay, well, thanks for your time, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Bye, Thanksgiving. Bye.